1: Recorded live, you know, at the time of uh, recording. You're listening to the Hot Takeout Podcast, the only podcast with a 30 minutes or less guarantee, or it's free. And now, your host, Chad Bradley. Can I take your order?
2: Thank you so much for that introduction, podcast voice guy. Uh, he's right. My name is Chad Bradley, host of the Hot Takeout Podcast, which this podcast proudly part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find your favorite podcast at www.spreaker.com forward slash studio DNA. My guest this week is probably somebody that you have uh, never, ever heard of, but I will tell you that you probably will have heard of him. Well, I mean, obviously after this episode, but you will have heard of him later on. You will hear about Luke Cyrus in the future from more people than just me. His music is fantastic, he's on the cusp of doing something amazing. And bonus for you, three or four years down the road when he is ginormous, you'll have the ability to say, hey, I knew about that guy before anybody else. You'll be the cool one, but you're welcome. It's a joy and a pleasure to have my friend Luke Cyrus on this week's episode. You are currently on the road to a place, and you've so graciously stopped your car on the side of the road, and we're just going to talk for a few minutes. I want people to get to know who you are, because for me, you are on the cusp of doing some amazing things with music and not a lot of backing behind you, not for a lack of, of interest. So I understand. So with that being said, Luke Cyrus, independent musician, your story to where you are now is not your typical uh, copy paste through Nashville story. So if you could just do me a favor and everyone listening a favor, And just give me a quick synopsis of who you are, where you're from, and what you're trying to do with your life and with your music.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, it's really good to be here with you on your program. And I am currently on my way to go jam out at a retirement center. Super looking forward to that. I do that every once in a while, and I love it. Yeah, so my name is Lou Cyrus. I, uh, I started playing violin when I was four years old Then started songwriting, uh, writing songs when I was about 15. And uh, essentially, boy, one, one thing kind of just led to the other, and I found myself leading worship at youth group and church and then uh, some different crew events and retreat conferences. And um, I had a chance to open up for Rhett Walker Band at Spring Arbor University. And they said, hey, you have 30 minutes. So I thought to myself, okay, I need a band. And so we got uh, <laughs> got a group together so we could barely squeak through about six songs. I have been doing a lot of recording this last season in Nashville. There's some producers I've been working with. They call themselves The Infinites. Uh, they've been a lot in L.A. They do stuff with Disney, Nickelodeon, and just super guys, but have been putting out some projects with them. has been a really, really fun season. Essentially, at the end of the day, I love telling stories from a biblical worldview or just songs that are honest or or get people to think.
2: You and I have interacted more than just music. We served at a a Christian camp in northern Michigan called Camp Baracal and just a beautiful place there. But we got to serve there and I got to see some of your shenanigans uh, musically there. Where you were turning like everything into a musical instrument, buckets and pans and I've got a, a real fun picture of you just kind of in a, a camp barracks where you're just beating on, you know, all sorts of pots and pans and things like that that you converted into a, a musical instrument. So you've definitely got the musical bug. And what's awesome is the music that you're putting out now is so eclectic and so it doesn't follow the same stream. Like you you know, there's there's some artists that say, Oh, I'm a pop artist or I'm a reggae artist or I'm a rap artist it's almost like the the 21 pilots vibe where you could listen to seven songs in a row off any of their albums and none of them sound alike they have similar vibes but I feel like the music that you're putting out is kind of like that you're just kind of gathering some fantastic musical styles and kind of meshing them into something that works for you and one of the guys that you're recording with has uh, interactions with mute math
0: um yeah, so there was uh there's a guy down in Nashville. His name is Ted T and uh, some uh, I, I met with him last time I was there and uh, we might be collaborating on a on a song soon. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens here. Kind of a lot a lot going on in this season and that's that's one of the possibilities. Super super talented guy.
2: Awesome. Well, we're I I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens through your career and through your life. It's not often that we spend time talking to people that haven't air quotes made it yet. And I will just say one thing I'm excited about, like what you shared some music with me recently that I think is as good, if not better than most of the stuff that's on radio, not just Christian radio, but mainstream radio. I just think it's phenomenal. In fact, my daughter and I have been listening to Ninja Archer the last couple of days on the way to school. She had been listening to other songs. Like she's got one song from, oh, what's the, what's the film? A Million Dreams on the by The Greatest Showman, the, that movie soundtrack, and she wants to hear it every morning. We've literally been listening to that song for about five months, but you sent me Ninja Archer a week and a half ago, and I played it one time for her, and she, every morning now, she wants to hear that song, and I'm like, this is awesome for two reasons. One, I don't have to listen to The Greatest Showman anymore, but also I get to listen to phenomenal music that you put out. I'm, I'm excited for you to release it, and I'm excited for it to be out in the world because I'm excited for what it's going to do, and for people to be able to hear it. You're living in Michigan. You're recording in Nashville. You're driving all over every once in a while, doing shows at retirement homes. And uh, what was your what was your phrase? How did you say that you're
0: uh, worship whipping and nene at the uh, at the assisted living places? Um, yeah,
2: <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah. So dude, it, what's funny is like you don't see a lot of people hitting up like the retirement home. Scene. That's not a a, a big place. So I I think if anybody needs an inside look of who you are and what you're passionate about, it's not fame and glory and money. I I think it's pretty obvious that what you're about is is just being honest to your calling and and doing what you can to the best of your ability to share love and share hope with people. And I think you're going to do that on such a grand scale with your new music. I say new music. You put out a song probably 10 years ago, You Stormed the Walls. Yeah. I remember... That song, when I first heard it, I was like, man, the depth of musical writing and the, the musical ability that you have already, I think is, again, it's on par with the industry. And I'm I'm surprised that you're not already signed to a label. I know that you have some preference on that. Uh, and if you could just real fast, give, I mean, you've talked with labels before about the possibility of signing. And then you've also recently told me that your passion and desire is to stay indie. If you could just kind of briefly touch on that, why... Or who you talked with and then maybe why you're staying in the vein that you're staying.
0: Well, first of all, you're, you're really, really kind. I really appreciate encouragement. Very nice thing to say. Um, so I have, uh, there have been some talks with some different labels and uh, great people, great organizations. But I just feel at this time, I can develop in the way that I need to develop in the way that I need to uh, independently and uh, I'm currently developing a live show for some different college venues and some different events. So we'll 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 kind of see what happens during this next season. I, for one thing, is for certain. I do need a team around me, and it's becoming more evident that I do need more help. You know, it's nice to have somebody organize events and take care of logistics, especially when you're uh, have a crazy, crazy artist brain. It's really nice to have somebody gifted in other areas to take care of those.
2: Since we are on the Hot Takeout Podcast, I do want to ask you real fast, do you have any um, food restrictions, things you can't eat or will not eat?
0: I do. I do love food, and I do just really despise a few different different kinds of food. One is boiled eggs or deviled eggs. (laughs) I will avoid being around people while they're eating them at holidays. Uh, I mean, I won't... It's not like I won't show up to the Christmas party. <laughs> I will. Be, I will be at the Christmas party, but I'll 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 leave the room. I just the, the texture, the smell, the taste. Yeah, anything that's. Uh, I had a bad experience with them when I was like ten years old. So.
2: <laughs> Isn't it funny how foods you can have a bad experience as a kid, it ruins it. Just one experience for the rest of your life. Sweet potatoes is that for me. I literally almost threw up on them when I was a kid. My dad was like, you're going to eat it. Just take a bite of it. And I'm like, uh, uh." and to this day, my dad will not make anybody anywhere. Like he won't even make food suggestions for people. He's just off. He's like, I can't do it after that experience. I think he harbors some guilt about making me almost vomit, but I totally get that. Just bad experience as a kid. So deviled eggs is on that list. Is there any other foods that you're just like, nah, can't be, can't be doing this.
0: Oh man, I, I think that's that's the main one that, uh, yeah.
2: No food allergies?
0: No, um, I'm, I'm allergic to deviled eggs. I wish I was allergic to them. Uh, <laughs> my tongue is allergic to them. My face is allergic to them. Yeah, I, I react in, in uh, facial expression of disgust.
2: I react in facial disgust and other just overall in general disgust. When people call <laughs> a food a food that it is not, like veggie burgers, I have a. I mean, I've said this before on the podcast. I just can't do it. Like, don't lie to me about what it is. It's a vegetable sandwich. Uh, and the uh, and Burger King just uh, uh, recently announced that they're doing this thing called the Impossible Burger, which literally it's a a Whopper, but it's made out of it's a it's a veggie patty. But they swear that you can't tell the difference between a Whopper burger that's beef and this Impossible burger that is not beef. But it, they say it tastes so similar. And Little Caesars is joining this plant-based protein food trend right now and they're going to be doing something they call an impossible pizza where it's got basically the uh the impossible to tell sausage on it and i'm just like dude don't tell me that it's sausage when it's not sausage i don't care if it's a vegetable based thing but call it a vegetable based thing but don't say Oh, it's it's a vegetable burger, it's a vegetable sausage. It's not a vegetable sausage because I'm pretty sure you have to put the entire pig into the sausage for it to be sausage in a bell pepper and a, a mushroom while delicious in their own right when I'm eating it as a mushroom and a bell pepper. Just don't tell me, just don't tell me that it's something else, because I I'm throwing the flag on the play, shenanigans.
0: That is that is deception at the highest level. It's unbelievable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, who is this guy? Why do I I don't even care?
0: No, I, I I agree with you. I am on this train. Let let's call it what it is. <laughs> Waking up, eyes open, fully alert, skinning from ocean lost and loss,
1: calling with seconds, chilling, stones sweats and shadows feel Treasure leaker, you were a time reaper. But I put you in your place. Yes, I put you in your place. I was a treasure leaker.
2: With the music video for that song, that one's called Ode to Overload. There's a lot of fireworks and a lot of dark only because it's night, not like demon, not demon demonic. I, I, as a Christian, you have to be careful when you when you're describing the light outside. If you say dark, people are like, yes, the devil. No, just the lack of light. Darkness has set and uh, kind of a cool music video for that song. And if you could just kind of give me a brief like where it came from, what you're ex- Lots of fireworks. Just give me an overview of of that song.
0: Yeah, sure. I've always liked C.S. Lewis and specifically Screw Tape Letters. Just kind of that purposefully dark, you know, dramatic, just to get the point across, storytelling style. But anyway, Chad, I have an addiction. Um, (laughs) I am addicted to my cell phone. And I don't know if you feel like this, but I think a lot of people resonate with this. But I'm I'm addicted. Every spare five seconds at a stoplight or you know, whatever, what do I do? I pick up my phone. The song just kind of came out of a place of okay, these are great tools, but left unchecked, they can be a distraction and they can really reap up our time. They can take us away from the things that matter and being mission focused, eternally focused. So, anyways, that's kind of where the the song came out of we have good things that can turn into bad things really quick and we just need to be I need to be careful to be responsible with my choices that I make in regards to not wasting hours and hours and hours in this uh black hole that I hold in my hands so yeah Ode to Overload a song that I wrote to my cell phone (laughs) and uh, it was a really fun video to make I started working on it actually like three years ago and finally shot the last scene few weeks ago and then uh yeah it's good to good to have it out
2: three songs that you have out recently or at least two that are out one that's coming would be your song city on a hill your ode to overload and then ninja archer which is not out yet as of the recording of this podcast but each one of those songs sounds so so different where do you find influence musically to put into these songs
0: well i grew up listening to okay i was confession i was homeschooled and you know this chad uh, you were homeschooled every homeschooler plays the violin and so i grew up <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> plays the violin or has a sword collection uh, i was not allowed to play with swords that would have been my option though <laughs>
0: So I uh, I played the violin growing up, very, very thankful for my roots. And uh, yeah, lots of classical music, lots of folk music. Um, I grew up listening to Fiona Ritchie, PBS, or WKR Thistle and Shamrock, uh, Sunday nights that aired. And it was a, a, a folk sampler. And so yeah, I had a lot of folk influences growing up. And then whether it be Disney movies, or movies like your daughter's favorite, you know, Greatest Showman, Paul and Pasick, those guys are geniuses but yeah i pull from a lot of different genres really really everything movies inspire me lyrically i'll be you know sitting visual things really really inspire lyrics for me yeah genres all over the place classical folk french canadian fiddle music hip-hop you name it if it's uh if it's got people behind the instrument or behind the you know behind the mic that are telling a story and telling it with the genuine heart and Give any goosebumps, you know, with their vocal inflections or you know way that they're telling their story. I'm, I, I love stories.
2: It shows, especially in Ninja Archer, and I'm so excited for people to hear that one soon. It's so so good. I mean, City on a Hill, Ode to Overload, fantastic. I'm really excited for for people to get a taste of of Ninja Archer. So, I mean, just beautiful. Um, let me let me get away from you for a second, and then at least music, and then come back. Let me ask you this question: Are you interested? in staying at a Taco Bell-themed hotel?
0: oh, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm all about experiencing things.
2: Well, they've uh, they just announced that they're they're taking over a hotel in Palm Springs, California, and they're going to be doing it basically for the majority of the summer until August 9th. You can stay in a Taco Bell-themed hotel room. And I laugh because even last week's episode, I talked with Lance Brown and we made the the comparison that like how how many ways can you sell the same items the layering of beans and cheese and tomatoes and sour cream you put it on top it's a chalupa you put it on bottom it's a burrito you wrap it tight it's a you know it's it's a burrito and uh i just imagine that they're going to charge you differently for this hotel depending on where they put the sheets on the bed
0: (laughs) i want to experience that
1: (laughs) best reheated
2: what's uh what's a music that you listen to that would you 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 would classify as older music but you still like you still think it holds up today
0: you know there's like a zillion different options that come to mind but one thing that i've been uh, listening to recently is Handel, and just it amazes me okay so musicians we have access to all these Different digital ways to record and to to arrange. Well, these these guys were, you know, at a desk with with paper and you know parchment and feathered pen, just doing their thing. Yeah, all these all these old opera writers from 1800s, 1700s, just genius. Um, I've been listening to a lot of their stuff, streaming it. That, that's what I've been listening to most recently.
2: That song in its entirety is like five, almost five minutes long. It kind of takes you on a, a fun journey. What was the uh, what was the inspiration behind that?
0: So I, um, another confession, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're like this, but it seems like I will have good news to share with people, whether it is the best news in the world, the, the gospel, and am I going to let my light shine or am I going to let something else control me? Am I going to bow to fear? Am I going to... Am I going to live in love and live in uh, live in power, or am I going to be controlled by controlled by something else? So, collectively, as a, as a body of believers, you know what would happen if we collectively started voicing things that the Lord whispers to us through His Word. What kind of change could there be in the world if we're just faithful in the little things?
2: Is it is it a fear a fear of being rejected? Do you think? Because like I'm so you, I mean you've already alluded to it that. Yeah, I was homeschooled, you were homeschooled, and for me, I didn't always understand the best way to interact with people in a way that wasn't weird. Like, I remember being a kid, and I wanted to tell any story to anyone whether or not it was interesting. And so, I, well, I, I heard this a lot as a kid growing up, that you're really weird. And so, for a long time, that kind of crushed me. I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm weird. I'm, I stand out, and I don't, not in a good way. At least I didn't think. And but also I later on I found out, you know, these people that are calling me weird are also being incredibly nice and incredibly friendly to me. And maybe the reason I'm their friend is because I'm not like everybody else. But going back to the the comment of not understanding like I I had a fear of being rejected by air quotes normal people, public school people, people who looked at me as like a homeschooler is like, oh, you're 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 different. You're you're an oddball. So I've kind of taken that into my faith unintentionally that I don't want to be seen as weird. I don't want people to see me as strange or odd. I want people to see me as entertaining and fun and uh, the person they want to be around and not so much repulsive or a reason to reject me. And so it's easy for me to say, well, I'm just going to be their friend first and then we'll get to the Jesus stuff later instead of like marrying all of those things together and like, I am who I am because of what Jesus did for me. And he is a part of my life as much as my quirkiness, as much as my love of music, my love of food, my love of family. Like he is a part of me. I don't have to be like, Oh, and here's this ball and chain that I, you know, been carrying around for decades. That is, it's the elephant in the room. No, he's a part of my life and I'm excited and thankful that he's a part of my life. And so even over the last five, six years, I've kind of, come into this place of, I'm not afraid or ashamed of having a relationship with Jesus. And I wasn't before, I was just afraid of being treated differently again. And this time for, you know, a reason that is the great, like you call it the best news ever. Like when you truly stop and think about what the gospel is, and that's the wiping out of anything significant that would stop a relationship with an, with the Holy God, Jesus did that. He wiped all of that stuff out and I don't have to jump through any hoops to get to that place. And so when you think about it in that light, it's like, why wouldn't we share that with everybody? Why wouldn't we be so excited to share that good news with every person? But for some reason, for me, I don't like, I stop myself because I'm like, oh, they might, they might think I'm a weird person. They might think I'm an oddball. One of those crazy YouTube Christians that's like preaching to what's wrong with the world. That's where I've hit the brakes. I have a a hitching point there. So maybe I don't know maybe it's different for you but that seems to be that seems to be what stops me up most of the time.
0: Yes. Yeah. Totally agree.
1: Hot and ready.
2: What is a song that you're listening to right now that you can't get enough of?
0: <laughs> um I've really been digging Switchfoot's most recent album Native Tongue. I just love their love their stuff. So creative, so diverse sonically yeah that gets me excited
2: I agree with you that's that that album is fantastic their first four releases were so different than like the rock version of Switchfoot that's been around for you know 20 20 years but such a good different somebody asked me what I thought of Native Tongue that single and I was like what's well, what I didn't know that I wanted from Switchfoot like I didn't know that I wanted this sound from them but they found it and it's beautiful
0: yes yeah. I was actually just scrolling through my playlist here to see if there's anything else. But uh, yeah, I, I really love John Foreman's lyrics. And then, yeah, just the band, what they bring to the table sonically is just, they're amazing.
2: Share with me, share with the listener, just share where people can find out more about Luke Cyrus and what's coming down the road for you.
0: Uh, so I have uh, music all over. It's everywhere. Music is on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, iTunes, all those places. Everywhere that streaming is available, it's there. com is the website, and uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, yeah.
2: All right, yep. and then you, you said you're pre- preparing some live show stuff. Are you, not any kind of tour stuff, but you said live show for colleges? Wh- wh- is that something you're able to share when it's happening, where it's happening?
0: Yeah. Um, so right now, what I'm doing is a lot of video graphics to go with like a live live concert, a visual element to go with kind of what's happening sonically. Um, there's a, there's a couple for for sure. I will be at this school in Hudsonville, Michigan, in September, kind of debuting that format with it with a video as well as the uh, immersive experience. And then I'll be with Michigan State University's crew group in October. There there will be other dates. but kind of really just focusing on recording and uh and getting things ready for for the for the live immersive concert experience so yeah yeah lots of fun behind the scenes stuff um and can't can't wait to uh unveil it to the world
2: well i can't wait for the world to hear more especially ninja archer it's it's so good it's such a journey of a music i mean Again, City on a Hill and Ode to Overload are both fantastic, and I think Ninja Archer is just a, a beautiful next step. Your uh, song that you mentioned or we, we talked about earlier, You Storm the Walls, have you recut that? Has that been re, reformed, or is that your, your original version? Is that the version that's going to be?
0: It's being reworked right now in Nashville, and there will be a little bit different version uh, that will be released soon and really... Really excited about that. And then I've been working with these other producers on some other songs. The Infinite, Cash, and Ian from... uh, They did a lot in California and L.A. making music for TV, and they're just so good. So it's been a blast. They really take things to another level. It's fun to create with them. It's been a really fun season.
2: Again, Luke, thanks so much for spending some time with me. Man, the the momentum that's that's coming, I think, in, in your life and in your, air quotes, career... And what you get to be a part of, um, I'm just so excited, and I'm such a fanboy already. Man, here's to here's to watching from the back seat, just a, a sweet ride.
0: Well, thanks, Chad. It was truly, I'm not just saying this to be nice, it was truly an honor to be uh, chatting with you today, and uh, so good to talk with you.
2: And then, be on the lookout for Luke Cyrus stuff coming out in the next couple of weeks. Ninja Archer is going to be a huge smash success. It's so good. And then also you could subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. We're now on the iHeartRadio app, a ton of other places to listen, iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, your choice, follow, subscribe and rate and comment and share in all the podcast stuff and make sure you listen next week.
1: Bye-bye.